0: Hey friends and welcome to Subculture Presents The Hive Podcast. The Hive Podcast is a place for the diverse voices on the subculture team to speak about topics that interest them, topics they're passionate about, and topics related to the world of Black college students. You'll find something for everybody here, whether it's Bible study, segments on news, politics, culture, religion, music, theology, everything in between. Make sure that you like, comment, and rate the podcast to help us clear a path for Black college students. And once again, to the Hive. Malcolm X said, the most disrespected person in America is the Black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the Black woman. The most neglected person in America is the Black woman. Asada Shakur said, when Black people seriously organize and take up arms to fight for our liberation, There will be a lot of white people who will drop dead from no other reason than their own guilt and fear. And finally, Lila Watson said, if you have come here to help me, you're wasting your time. But if you've come because your liberation is bound up with mine, then let us work together. I didn't watch the debates. I was at a prenatal home visit with a family preparing for their first child in my role as a birth doula. I caught up to the dumpster fire of it all with my husband when I returned home late in the evening. My social media channels flooded with tattered and exhausted people trying to find hope in this dystopian year. Since we first heard that Brianna was murdered while she slept, the phrase rings in my mind and in my body We are only as liberated as Black women are liberated. Our liberation is mutual. Breonna Taylor's non-indictment feels like a bookend that began with Michael Brown's non-indictment. For my white existence, wherein the boundary lines fell in pleasant, colorblind places, in violent, silent places, Michael Brown's case was a blow to my gut. It completely altered the way I moved and saw the world I had been carefully trained to trust. It moved my white evangelical obsession with moderation and fairness, oh, the hypocrisy, into a more radical pursuit of anti-racist living. Fast forward six years. Oh, has it been six whole years? And at the same time, has it only been six years? and hundreds named and unnamed unarmed black citizens slain by state violence, arriving at my couch in the middle of the day in a pandemic, watching a black attorney general sweating and shaking deliver the news that we knew and whose putrid pall we could smell from miles away. No indictment. Of course, no indictment because this is America where we can charge a man for hitting drywall over the precious blood pumping, heart thumping life of a black woman. It made sense. The sickest, saddest kind of sense that feels like what I imagine a prison door closing in behind an innocent man feels like. Thud, beat, silence. We are only as free as black women are free. There comes a tipping point for white abolitionists who wish to walk this green mile alongside black folks. A tipping point where your ability to escape into whiteness no longer settles or comforts you, no longer provides reprieve from the suffering world outside your doors. Honestly, it haunts you, as it must so that the forces that keep you participating in and benefiting from whiteness are spoiled milk and thrust you into a community of love and resistance. The more I unpack and the more suffering I bear witness to, the more I have to structure my life in ways that keep Black suffering in front of me, that their liberation may remain as urgent as it actually is. This month in our More Than a Moment cohort, an anti-racism discipleship cohort for white Christians, we spent time with the letter from a Birmingham jail, a prolific text that devastatingly stands up 60 years later. Penned by Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. from a jail cell in Birmingham, Alabama, this letter is a crucial analysis of the ways white male Christians live in the world and see racial tension. It is an indictment on the silent majority upon which Trump called and the negative peace we so often settle for as white folks. When we realize that our liberation, meaning our ability to flourish, be human again, lay down toxic control, perfectionism, power, dominance, hinges on how we treat and set up society for the most marginalized person within it, the black woman, we ruthlessly pursue a world that works for her. MLK wrote in that letter, the white moderate who is more devoted to order than to justice, who prefers a negative peace, which is the absence of tension to a positive piece, which is the presence of justice, who constantly says, I agree with you in the goal you seek, but I cannot agree with your methods of direct action, who paternalistically believes he can set the timetable for another man's freedom, who lives by a mythical concept of time and who constantly advises the Negro to wait for a more convenient season. Shallow understanding from people of goodwill is more frustrating than absolute misunderstanding from people of ill will. Lukewarm acceptance is much more bewildering than outright rejection. I had hoped that the white moderate would understand that law and order exist for the purpose of establishing justice and that when they fail in this purpose, they become the dangerously structured dams that block the flow of social progress. That sums up what we just saw with Brianna Taylor's case. Dangerously structured dams blocking the flow of social progress. Fellow white Christians, we have to listen to Black women. We need to know Black women, submit to Black women, and take her concerns to the polling booth. Vote for her. And yes, since our hope is not ultimately in the systems and structures of this world, We have to begin to order our lives in such a way that centers her flourishing. We will all be better for it. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to learn more about how we clear the path for Black students, visit us at www.subcultureinc.org. Grace and peace.